Hey, coconuts, yeah, recently there's been a lot of movements in the market, you know, like it or not, this is the reality. For all of you that only have been investing for a few years, you may have been riding the high over the past two years of the pandemic, kind of growth stocks, ride and all that jazz, but a lot of them have sold off, yes. And <laughs> actually, it's pretty normal for a lot of sell-offs and it happens all the time. So for all of you, especially today, I want to speak to the younger investors, the people that are newer, more inexperienced, you know, may not have gone through big events yet. And you know, just recently, started investing, you should be a little bit more prepared for sell-offs, right? Because sell-offs are normal in the market. Like it or not, this is a feature, not an anomaly. It always happens. And there are some things that I think all investors or all younger investors should learn a little bit more from these sell-offs recently. And yeah, today I'm going to spend some time to share with you some of my consolidated thoughts around these things and how do you kind of work through uh, some of the sell-off challenges that you will face on your investment journey. Welcome back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering rest financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. I am your host, Reggie, and today we're going to focus on three lessons all new investors should learn about sell-offs. Okay, yes, I finally remember to uh, introduce myself, okay? <laughs> sometimes I introduce myself, sometimes I don't. It's just too, you know, it, 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 it wasn't a thing because it used to be just me, but now there are more people, so I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Reggie, and thanks for supporting the podcast and continuously tuning in with us. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about sell-offs. And, you know, it's not always the nicest topic to talk about since, you know, when sell-off, I mean, usually there's a lot of pain or people are unhappy, you know, you feel emotional. I remember my first few sell-offs, my goodness, I'm like, oh, I worked so hard for this money, then what, what, what is going to happen, right? So... <laughs> I am, I'm not, uh, okay, I, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you. You know, I feel it. I've been there, done that, have those sleepless nights. And for all of you newer in your investment journey, you know, it's not always easy. And yeah, a lot of times we attach our emotions to our money, right? And and I'm going to take this opportunity to share a little bit of uh, this thought, okay? For when you first start on your personal finance journey, I'm sure a lot of people will tell you to measure things based on the hours you work. Okay, so because money is a little bit more arbitrary, right? So they will tell you like, oh, you know, you should look at this uh, bag that you're going to buy or this martini that you're going to drink based on the amount of hours you're going to work for it. Okay, so that, so that is actually trying to derive the negative emotions at work to restrain your purchases, right? Because you feel like, wow, my goodness, I got to work three months for this thing. And when you think about it, right, work is not always a... It's not always a bad thing, you know, it's not always very irritating, but this whole idea of attaching your monetary spending, your value, the dollar to your work hours is really trying to just derive all the negative experiences at work to try to help you control your impulses or your spending or your desires and what have you. 
But when you become an investor, this way of looking at investments, this way of looking at money becomes extremely unhelpful. You don't really, you really don't want to be too emotional when you're looking at, you know, capital, when you're allocating in the market, when you're investing in the market, because you, you know, it's, it's not always helpful. And one thing for sure is that emotions thrive on negative news. Okay. And the other thing for sure, which is point number one, is that news thrive on negative news. <laughs> So news thrive on negative sentiments and this is your first lesson that you must learn when it comes to sell-off because that's what the news cycle does. So there is a sell-off, there's a correction, the technical definition of a market correction is 10% decline or asset price. So if let's say the stock was trading at $300, it comes down below $270, aka sound like Facebook. <laughs> that's called a correction. Right? Or some people will call it a sell-off, which means there's a lot of people selling and prices just tumbling, right? And in an environment of a sell-off, there can be a very simple and lay way of saying, oh, you know, this stock came down 15% or 10%, and this is the reason why, why, why. But no, that's not what the news does, right? So the news will go on cycle and, you know, use this kind of entry music, dum, 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 you know, breaking news, blah, 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 blah. So they will make it sound like, my goodness, this company is going to collapse tomorrow. And they will find all sorts of people that are willing to put their faces and their voices and their names on the line to say that, oh my God, this is a very, very bad situation for the company, blah, 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 blah. Right? And if you just go and observe, okay, I mean, let me teach you a little bit of a trick and a gimmick uh, to observe news cycles. The very, very big guys, the professional, right? Like your El Arian, your De Adalio, your Manga. You know, Manga doesn't really go on news. You know, uh, some of those guys that are very famous and popular, they will not chime in on this kind of discussion. They rarely chime in on the discussion. Or they will not be the first few to go in and talk about these things. Right, so let's say Facebook has a sell-off or China has a sell-off, uh, Amazon has a sell-off, Tesla sell-off, Disney sell-off, whatever sell-off, you know, usually these big guys, they don't participate in it, right? Because it's, it's, not, it's not beneficial to them. They don't really, it's not, they're not interested in becoming part of the news cycle. So you have a lot of crazy extreme guys or the smaller people that will come out and talk. They'll put their name on the line. And they'll be like, who is this guy? Uh? Why is he saying this thing so jealous? Uh? <laughs> so, so this is how uh, news are, is being engineered. And in a situation of a sell-off, News will thrive in continuously telling you, oh my God, chala, 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 chala. You know, this thing is going to collapse. This thing is going to be terrible. But let me share with you from uh, my enthusiast experience as an investor. Okay, I call myself an enthusiast because I, I really don't think I'm a professional. Right? So as an enthusiast and someone that's been investing for five years, Every single one of those big companies that you guys are talking about, or you guys are investing or, you know, the market is talking about, they have all been through negative cycles and negative, you know, problems with, with news cycles, right? So they've all been through sell-offs and the news cycle makes them worse, right? So Facebook went through quite a bad privacy sell-off, you know, quite a few years back. Tesla has been through multiple sell-offs. Netflix has went through sell-offs. Disney was going at sub-$100 for many, many years because ESPN wasn't making money. And then suddenly they announce, oh, you know, we do Disney Plus, and then it moves up. Right? So this is something that you should be very, very aware. When something sells off, the news will make it even worse. Right? So they thrive on the negative sentiment and they will drive you nuts. So as an investor, you must watch less news. Read the headlines, good enough. 
Really, really. Right? Read the headlines of all these financial news. That's good enough, right? And then if you're an investor in this particular company, let's say Netflix sells off 7% or 8% drop after earnings report. Okay, that's it. Go ahead and read the earnings report. Don't watch the news cycle. Okay, because the news cycle is just going to come in with all sorts of rubbish talking point and they're not going to substantiate because everybody only has five minutes. Five minutes, how to substantiate? You, you listen to our geek out. We talk about one hour for the basic discussion of one company. Right, so if you, you have not been on our Stock Geek Out, you should check out Stock Geek Out, right? So, so all your 5-minute, 10-minute news cycles, they, they cannot tell you much. They can only peddle talking points and they tend to be very negative because that drives news cycles, that, that drives viewership, that drives listenership, which is the interest of the news. So after you look at the headlines, immediately go and look at the reports. Go and look at the earning report. Go and look at what's going on. Go and listen to what the board has to tell you, what the management has to tell you. So read less news read more reports. Okay, this is my best tip. Uh, honest, honest view for you. Okay, don't, don't, don't waste your time. Uh, a lot of news, they don't know what they're saying also. Right? You look at anchors, you look at their face, you think they really know what they're saying? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to get cancelled for this. But the, the reality is, okay, okay, let, let me clarify. Uh, let me clarify. They are cancelled. Wow. <laughs> the reality is, every day, day in, day out, they are hosting so many people and they're talking about all these different companies. Do you think they really know everything? or they are just repeating talking points, okay? Because when I'm hosting a lot of people, there are many companies that I don't know. You know, I'll be like, oh, okay, so what, what is this? But because I am a little bit more vested, I've, I've, I have some experience investing and all that, so I can still kind of ask better questions as an investor, right? But a lot of these people as news anchors, they are really just, you know, working, it's their job, they have to ask the same kind of questions, so they always ask the same thing, make no sense, right? So it becomes nonsense, right? So, so read headlines and then go and read reports, okay? Don't watch the news cycle. This is my number one, you know, basic investor lesson to learn from sell-offs, okay? And number two, the next lesson uh, that investors should learn from sell-offs is business is not a linear growth story. Always have problems, huh? Problems always exist. I will expand on this after a word from our sponsor. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, Coconuts, I, I'm very sure not everybody does business here in the community, but everybody works for a business, right? So, or, or you work somewhere, you do something, okay? And always have problems, right? Yeah, that's the reality. Okay, full stop, end of point two. <laughs> So I cannot cancel, but yes. So the, the, the reality is, okay, bear with me. Huh? The reality is there will always be problems at work. And that is also indicative of problems with businesses. They always experience problems. They always have cycles. They always have issues, you know, and, and it is not like, oh, you know, I sell 1,000, 5,000, 1 million, 2 million, 10 million, 50 million. It's the same. No, it's not. Fundamentally, it's not the same. You got to expand your supply chain. You got to expand your support system. You got to expand your processes. You got to lean down some of the stuff. You got to change your promotion structure. Okay, just keep it very simple. At first, all of you don't know about product A. Let's 
said Omnidesk. Huh? I, I shout out to them. Please go and tag Omnidesk. Ask them to sponsor the number one financial podcaster in Singapore. Okay, I really want a good desk. So, <laughs> so Omnidesk, when they first started, you don't know them. And then suddenly all the influencers talk about it or they pump money into the whole YouTube ads, Facebook ads. And now you know them already, right? So the first round of people that know them, they already know them. And if you buy, you buy. Great. If you don't buy, then you are going into the situation of waiting to be converted. But at some point in time, they will run out of all this immediate circle. They'll run out of people the, to sell to or they'll run out of first time people to get to know them. So what do they have to do? Oh, they may need to sell more higher-end products to the same customers or add-ons. They sell add-ons to the same customers or they need to expand their view you know, towards other customers. So maybe now all the influencer is young people, right? So you see all the young people, you know, they dance, 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 then Everdesk, Omnidesk, whatever desk, or sponsor them. Yes. Now, instead of focusing on all these young influencers, they may need to get the OL, you know, get the old auntie or they have to change a different strategy of trying to get corporates to buy them in bulk. Right? So you, you realize that business is not linear. It's not, it's not as if, uh, you know, just keep adding, just keep adding, just doing the same thing. It will keep happening. It does not work that way. You work in a business, you know, I run business, I know. So when you look at companies, yeah, this is something that you also must be aware of. Right? When, when um, Apple, for the longest time, they have so much cash sitting around, they are not you know, having any kind of new growth strategy. You know, A lot of analysts and investors, they are flaming them, attacking them, blah, 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 blah. And then what happened now? Oh, M1 chip, like, you know, Apple car, blah, 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 all these new stuff that have come out. And it's not like overnight, boom, it happens. No, it doesn't. So it takes time for them to figure out what they want. Facebook, for the longest time, also got monetization problem. Okay, Other than Facebook and Instagram, they have WhatsApp, they have Oculus, they've tried many things, many, many years. Finally, you start to see a little bit of difference. Things are happening. Same with Netflix, early days, people say, oh my God, they spent a lot of money to try to acquire a lot of um, content and you know it's, it's not monetizing as well abroad. They have issues gathering for, uh, customers abroad, of course, because for the longest time, their repertoire is all for the Ang right? So for, all for the US audience. But now they bring the Korean, they bring in the Chinese drama, they bring the Hindi drama, they bring Bollywood, they bring everybody. And then now you see their traction growing internationally. Right? So business is not a linear growth story. They have always need to change strategy, change you know, policy, change ideas and keep trying new things to grow if that is their goal and if that is not their goal then you gotta ask yourself what are you buying this business for okay because businesses have different different stages and we can talk about that another time different stages of a company's growth requires to evaluate them differently and also requires them to do things differently but that is the main idea when a company sells off you need to recognize that the market may be saying something. Yes. Oh, this company uh, never performed as well, blah, 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 blah. But you must ask yourself, why are they not performing as well? Are they trying a different strategy? Are they spending more money in another kind of growth strategy? Or what is going on? Right? So recognizing as an investor to recognize that business is not linear, it has to keep solving problems and meander around helps you better appreciate why is there a sell-off in this company? Is this sell-off, should we call it, is this sell-off a appropriate one or is this just the market being a little bit like crazy? You know, like, ah, again, this one also can sell off, right? So <laughs> this one you have to figure out, but knowing that businesses always solve problems, always try new strategies and always will affect their financials because they're not linear. Yeah, it is not a graph. Okay, business people need to do work, huh? 
Which brings me to point number three. Knowing that business people need to do work and it's not a linear situation, as an investor, when you look at sell-offs, you must do two things, okay? Point number three, yeah? you must focus on the fundamentals but have a little bit of imagination. Okay, why do I separate them? Because fundamentals um, cannot really debate, uh, okay? More customers mean more customers. More revenue means more revenue, right? More <laughs> price and margin continue to expand means price and margin continue to expand. So these are good fundamentals. You see the numbers and we've talked about this in many other podcasts. So this is the part where you cannot debate. The numbers tell you, okay? This is what it is, fundamentals. Imagination is what management tells you. Right? So management will tell you all sorts of weird things. Huh? Oh, you know, we are trying this new initiative. We want to release this new level of a two nanometer you know, chip, right? which is rubbish. Until now, nobody has released two nanometer chips. Okay, For all of you investing in Semicon, TSMC, you know, Intel, AMD, NVIDIA, whatever you... Everybody tell you they want to release three nanometer, two nanometer, and you know, barely a few of them are dominating this space. And everyone else that say they are trying to do it, they're not really doing it yet. So you need to recognize what is an easy thing to do and what is something that is imaginary. That means, oh, based on what they have, they can do something else, right? So based on this software stack they have built, they can service other customers, right? So like Zendesk, one company that we talk about. They used to do customer service support. And that's the main thing, right? But after a while, they realized, hey, actually, customer service support uh, in the ticketing system that they do can be used in sales. So essentially, they have decided to also do that as part of their service, right? To sell it to salespeople. And the management will tell you, oh, you know, this is our new strategy. And that is the imagination. Recognize it, huh? that's the imagination. The part where management is trying to sell you something a little bit further and not within the fundamentals. So whenever there's a sell-off and it's because of fundamentals, I would say it is a fair sell-off. And it's a problem, okay? If let's say margins come down very fast, customer acquisitions slow down, you know, some of the core metrics like monthly active users, daily active users, uh, all the things that companies go for are not performing as well, then okay, this sell-off has a little bit of basis to it. If it's because of imagination, because the new strategy didn't perform as well, or blah, 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 then you gotta... Give it a little bit of slack, okay? But the problem is when you're invested in growth companies. Because in growth companies, fundamentals are wonky. A lot of things is imagination, right? So in other words, when you invest in high growth companies, you know, high tech companies that are trying to go into new spaces and, you know, they are priced in very, very high valuation, which is what a lot of people say, right? High valuation. PE very high, PEB very high, price to sales very high, whatever valuation that people use. As long as you think the valuation is very, very high by their comparison to their other people, which we can talk about this in another podcast, um, or you should listen to Stock Geek Up. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> as long as valuation is high, in other words, there's a lot of imagination priced into this thing, into this particular stock. So if, let's say, it doesn't perform, the bubble cracks, right? The imagination cracks. And that is when share price come down a lot and you really have to question, what is going on with this company? All right, so... Recognize this, what is considered fundamentals and what is considered imagination. This is how I see it. Okay, different people see it differently, but for me, if there's a fundamental problem, right? I mean, there's a problem with fundamentals, some of the core ideas are dropping, then okay, maybe this sell-off has substantiated. This is a problem. If it's about imagination, then the question is, was the imagination already priced into the price of the stocks or the ETFs or the index? Or 
it is just the market overreacting, right? So there are many things that you can learn as an investor. And I know a lot of you has been asking me about mindset as an investor and some of these stuff here and there. And I will slowly talk about it more and more. Sometimes uh, the content don't really fit audio form. Okay, don't mind me. Sometimes some of the content, they don't fit audio form. So follow Instagram, okay? So it's Instagram short form. Uh, they can give you the quick stuff, okay? So today, I think we've covered quite a few things that I personally, from an investor, okay, my personal viewpoint, uh, and, and all these are things that I've learned over time to try to see from a layman's perspective, um, what can you learn from sell-offs, right? And uh, these are the three things I'm going to sum it up today. Number one is news thrive on negative sentiments. Every time there's a sell-off, the news cycle will be like, oh, chala, 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 very, very lousy, oh, very problematic, this company, blah, blah, blah. What I do these days is I will read the headlines and I read the reports. I don't spend time in the news cycle. It's a waste of time, waste of your energy, and it evoke too much emotions because that's what they want that's their business model to get you invigorated and come back again and again and again and again and they can sell your attention to advertisers number two is business is not linear so every time there's a sell-off there may be a situation that you know this business is trying something they're trying to open up a new market or they are spending too much in a new initiative and what have you but you need to recognize that because business is not linear they have to try new things and problems always exist some of the sell-off, yeah, there, there may be some concerns, but you got to ask yourself, you know, is this company, the cause too good? Is it doing well? What is the situation? What are they trying to solve? Is there a new problem or what is going on? Right, so I think that is something that's extremely important. Don't harp it too much that, oh, you know, business not doing so good. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're trying to do a new thing, right? So that is something that you need to focus on. Business is not linear. Always solving new problems. Always trying new initiatives. And number three is focus on the fundamentals, but have a little bit of imagination. And I separate them, right? Because fundamentals are all your core ideas, your revenue, your price, your cash flow, your margins. And all these things are not debatable. They are within the numbers, right? So... When fundamentals shake, maybe the sell-off is called for, right? And then you got to reevaluate whether this company is good for you. When imagination shake, right? Company like, oh, this new initiative they were trying to do, not so good. Uh, you know, uh, this new initiative they were going for uh, didn't go through so well. Or this pivot, uh, blah, 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 right? So, or these other markets that, you know, oh, maybe we can get it, but they didn't really get it, right? So every time imagination is a problem, uh, then you got to ask yourself, is the imagination already priced into the stock or what is going on here. So with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the Financial Coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group Follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter rebooked. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, so after taking a break from a lot of investment-related topics, you know, we are back again once again with uh, investment-related topics. And I hope you learned something fun today. And let's see how we can chug along you know, I don't exactly know what's happening next week uh, because the reality is we are going through a lot of stuff here at TFC. A lot of new content, a lot of new people and, you know, a lot of things that we're sorting out. So I don't want to, uh, I cannot tell you for sure lah what's happening next week. But I just come back lah, right? <laughs> and give us five-star review, okay? Help us stay relevant and, you know, get all your friends back on the show to, yeah, just kind of help keep us going. And if you have any questions, come to our Telegram group, okay? See ya!